Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Presenter joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That's uh, Panic in Detroit by David Bowie from his album Aladdin Sane. In honor of our guest in Memphis today, the Detroit Pistons, owners of the second worst record in the league this year. I'm going to get to the, I'm gonna get to the Pistons and the Grizzlies in a minute. Uh, before that, you uh, a couple things I want to ask you. First of all, do you have a tree yet? Uh, we do, yep. How's it look? Decorated? Did you participate? Did you participate in the decorating? It's, it's 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 yeah. It's not looking as good as it did when we first got it up. <clears throat> One, um, we we have house cleaners who come a couple times a month, and they knocked it down, <laughs> and now and, and and now it's back up. It's leaning a little bit. Uh huh. And then we have a, a new puppy that we really didn't expect to have, but here it is, and it's been taking ornaments off the bottom of the tree to chew on. So now we have move all ornaments up so there are no ornaments on the bottom um 25 percent of the tree i never did so, get the, looking a little little ragged i never did get the pup date uh i i did i talked to you after the weekend when you had this new puppy was uh uh incorporated into your household yeah. uh, tell the people how it came to pass and how are you adjusting to life with three dogs as opposed to two yeah, we're the crazy people who have three dogs now. I'm not sure how it got to this point. But um, so on Thanksgiving Day, our daughter, she she did two Thanksgivings on Thanksgiving Day, one with her boyfriend, and then they came back over to our house for a later uh, meal. And so when she was on her way back from the first, she saw two puppies, like two identical puppies. They were obviously siblings just standing on the side of the road. And while she saw them, she saw another car stop. And the car that stopped got out, took one of the dogs, oh, no. and left the other and drove away. Oh, no. So, right. So my daughter picked up the, the, the left behind and brought it home. Um, and we couldn't really falter for that. I mean, what do you do in that situation? That's right? a, I, you know? How do you do that? Do you, can you stop and pick up one puppy? I guess it's not unlike the U.S. government. You know, like, you get what you get. What right. you, save what you can save, but still. So all right, so um, so she stopped. So we brought home the yeah. puppy, and it and, and it's a legit puppy, and it's not. I mean, we're pretty sure it was not born astray. The fact that you know there were two together, I don't know what all happened. Right. Maybe someone decided they couldn't handle it, and they sort of taken them to somewhere official. They just set them on the side of the road. I don't know, but she brought home the puppy, and we we tried for a few days to find the puppy a home. We had a couple of things we were hoping would pan out. They didn't. And by like day four, like our son is bonding with the puppy, and you know, and we just so we're just keeping the puppy. <laughs> so, so we have you know we have three bedrooms, like you know my wife and I, and then my daughter one, and my daughter two, and my son three. So now there's like three dogs for the three rooms at the end of the night. Everyone goes their separate ways. <laughs> yeah, your daughter's going to college, Chris. What happens? Yeah, then then then, then, then we're going to have more of a zone defense problem. Yeah. <laughs> The problem with this, honestly, is, well, three dogs are just too many. I notice it's like, now that I'm down to two, because I, I lost one, uh, one expired of old age, it's so much easier with two. Three feels like a crowd or a herd of dogs, whereas two, eh, you can sort of deal with them as individuals. So 
two is easier from that perspective. But then the biggest thing is boarding and vets. That to me is the biggest. Yeah. Thing. At our pro con list, the the expense was the number one on my con, and then the the herding thing was the number two. And like they are very real situations. <laughs> um, our hope is that we we can. The, the puppy seems really easy. Hopefully, she'll she'll maintain her ease as she gets older in terms of her you know demeanor and the whole thing. We're hoping that one of my brothers will take her. Like when we have to go away, instead of I boarding see. three, we'll we'll keep boarding two, and one of them will just give to something. You know, let my brother take for a week. We're hoping that can happen. So hopefully, if they're listening, like they'll they'll <laughs> they'll, they'll chip them. in. I uh, like if you're not gonna take if you're not gonna take the dog permanently, at least take it for like a week seems, or two a year. That's right. Seem, that seems fair. I uh, I will say, having seen pictures, seems like a lovely puppy. I'll be honest. Like if you're going to take in a puppy, uh, she, yeah. I mean, she 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 is like a stuffed animal. I mean, she's <laughs> like a puppet, basically. <laughs> That's so, what you yeah. want. All right. Um, the other thing is, um, you wrote about lunch at Bob's Barksdale, which, by the way, is a funny name. It's not Bob Barksdale's. It's Bob's Barksdale. Right. What what is the history? Is there a story there? So I, I gather I may I may just get this wrong, but what I gather is that it was already Barks it was Barksdale Restaurant, and then it changed ownership, and then Bob Bob Henry is the name of the man. He he is no longer with us, but his wife Beth still owns it. Um, I think when the ownership changed, it became instead of Barksdale Restaurant, it's Bob's Barksdale Restaurant, and Bob is not Barksdale. I see. So it's you, like Ruth's Chris. It's like, like Ruth's Chris. Chris. Yeah. The, the, the possessive is early in the name. Yes. Do you? Um, right. I think of it as a breakfast place. Um, I do too, and I still and I still do honestly. But you went there for lunch. What'd you get? Uh, yeah, we were looking for, you know, we do these $10 deals every week. <clears throat> so we were looking for something. And, and after a while, like in this economy, it's hard to find. <laughs> um, so we were looking around and Jennifer noticed, it was really Jennifer's idea. She noticed that, hey, you know, they have they have $10 plate lunches at Mark's sale. Do you want to t- t- check that out? So we went together and had it. And she had some other thing going on the next day she had to do. So I told her I would write it up. And so... Um, I do think their breakfast is better than their lunch. Um, and it is, it is not the best Southern home cooking you will find in Memphis, but it's good enough. And for $10, you definitely get your money's worth. And once, one of the things that's notable about it, it is a true meet and three. Meet and three is a phrase that is rarely a reality. Like it, it's a phrase that people use for like Southern plate lunches, but it's almost always really a meet and two. This is actually a meet and three. You get three sides with your with your main. That was a truth you exposed in this. I had not occurred to me, but is absolutely true. If you go to a place that's and quote unquote meet and three, and you want to get three, you're paying extra for the third. The, really, you get meet and two for most places. I think I had not realized it, but it's a hundred percent right. Um, you 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 mentioned there could be a dissertation, and as a Yankee, a carpetbagger. I've never understood the difference between chicken fried steak and country fried steak. This this is not this is not a you problem this time this time this time. <laughs> this, um, this, this is not a you problem. It's not a Yankee problem. It's a like there is really no clear. I, I have always used those terms interchangeably, right? And so is Jennifer. I am aware that there are people who, and Barksdale is one of these places, that country fried steak means they're both breaded, like pounded, pounded beef steak, breaded and fried, skillet fried. 
So, or sometimes deep fried, I guess, but, you know, breaded, breaded, you know, fried steak. In some, in some instances, country fried means you cook it in brown gravy. And in some instances, you serve it crisp, topped with white gravy. And that the first is country fried steak and the second is chicken fried steak. But I would, I would venture to guess that 75% of the times that you see the phrase country fried steak on a menu, you're getting the second thing that, 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 that some people are calling chicken fried steak. And the second thing was, which was the, the white gravy? The second That's... thing is, is if it's served crisp with white gravy on yeah. top or on the side rather than cooked in brown gravy. And so if you want to be a stickler, I think in a lot of places – you know, you, people will say country fried steak is, is, you know, is the former and chicken fried steak is the latter. But, like, I'm pretty sure if you go to Oklahoma or Texas, which is really more than more than this area of the south where these things are from, I think you'll see country fried steak on the menu. And it'll be the crispy steak with the um, with the white gravy. I like the latter better yeah. myself, whatever you want to call it. Uh, okay, and then my last question before I get to the Grizzlies Detroit tonight. Um, I keep seeing uh, commercials for the Emancipation movie with Will Smith. Have you seen it, and do you have any thoughts on, I mean, they, there was this big, you know, are we going to release it, aren't we going to release it, how are we going to release it, Will Smith after the I, Academy Awards? I, okay, okay. one, I haven't seen it. Uh, it has not been made available to me. Lots of things have, and I've seen some movies that haven't come out yet, but that, that one has not been made available to me. I'm not even entirely sure what it's about. I, mean, I know broadly, obviously, what it's about, but, like, at, at a glance, I would have thought, is this a Frederick Douglass biopic? I don't think it is. I, I think it's not that story. It's a different story. Um... I don't care even a little bit about the um, the idea that there should be any kind of controversy about it because Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. The idea that that should have any bearing on whether the movie gets released or right. go see the movie or to me is preposterous. Like why why like I can understand like you know should Will Smith be invited back to the Oscars? That should be a real question. But like the idea of like boycotting his movie or not releasing his movie because he like slapped a dude at the Oscars. Like the people actually care about that? I can't imagine. I, I don't think it was morally, do we, uh, boy, how do we do this? Like, I mean, you release all kinds of movies by people who may have done questionable things or whatever else. Yeah, I think, I think it was. I think it was simply commercially. Will it be, is in fact there a now this distaste? I mean, you pay big money for big stars to be in your movies because they draw right. people. If instead they're going to be, he's going to be repelling people, not you, obviously. If, any, yes. if, if anything, it, to me, I would... If, if it matters at all, and I would hope it matters very little, but if it matters at all, I would think it would work the other way around. It puts him more in the news or whatever. Right. Uh, makes him more of a curiosity. He's a pretty big star already, so I can't imagine it matters that much. All right, Pistons tonight. Uh, we just saw the Pistons. We just saw the uh, Grizzlies at Detroit. Now the uh, Detroit visits here. Um, how would you feel about what the Pistons have going on if you were a Pistons fan? Um, I would feel okay about it, but I would want this to be, I think a lot of people in Detroit felt like we're going to take a step forward this season. And I never believed that on the Pistons. The Pistons under was one of my favorite things on the over-unders, but I'd be okay with it, especially given how good the upcoming draft looks like I'm okay being bad again this year, but I'm ready to start taking taking my step forward next season. I want to say, all right, Kate Cunningham, Jalen Duran, Jaden Ivey, give me one more top five pick. Now let's go. And that's what my attitude would be as a Pistons fan. I'm okay being bad this season. I think that's right. I think the most important thing is do those young players look like, you know, there's collections of young players in Orlando and collections of young players in, you know, you wait for the, to see how it cooks. 
I guess my question is, too, is how would you feel about those players? You know, there was once this heading into the year, like Jaden Ivey's going to be a superstar and Cade Cunningham's going to be a so, superstar. Like, how would you feel about I, I their trajectory? Uh-huh. I would say this. How good is the player you're going to add in next summer's draft? If you're adding someone you put at the top and push all those players a peck down, I feel really good about it. If you're adding someone you're sliding in second or third, I'm not sure. And then, like, I need Kate Cunningham to be, to be a superstar. If I had Victor Wimbanyana, then, like, Kate Cunningham's my, separate, my second <laughs> right. dude, and, like, you know, then, then I, I feel great. And so I think it's that. I don't know. I don't know that Kate Cunningham is your number one and Jaden Ivey is your number two. And I don't know if that's good enough. It's too soon to say, but I don't have confidence that that's good enough. But I feel good about Cade Cunningham as my number two guy. And I think Shaden Ivey's going to be a good player, but I don't know if he's ever going to be a star or anything. What was the thinking when they made the deal for uh, Boyan? It was Olenek, right? It was Boyanovic for Olenek. It's hard to to say. Was it – was it like, you know, this is all it costs for this dude? Fine, we'll take him. We'll flip him again for more, uh, which I think they may be able to do. Or was it – part of it seems like they thought they were going to take a step forward. Like, maybe we can be a play-in team, and maybe he'll help us do that. Like, I could see themselves believing that about themselves. At the same time, you know, they, they, they went out and traded to get Jalen Durant, who's like 19 years old or whatever. So it's not like they were, like, right. all in for right now. So I don't know. It didn't cost them that much. It's the kind of thing where, like, you know, no harm, no foul, really. Both of those guys could be flipped now coming up, right? Bojanovic and Olenek. I, isn't there a sense yeah, that – no. 100%. I mean, Utah – there's a real question on Utah. They're, they're still sort of on that bubble. Like, are they going to move guys or are they not going to move guys? To me, I would move guys. Olenek would be near the top of the list of who I'd be wanting to move. Uh, that is the other thing. We, we, do, we are approaching that season when – Teams may be starting to unpack and unbundle players. Um, as you look around, either from the Grizzlies' perspective or broadly speaking, are there intriguing possibilities? Um, I haven't thought a lot about it from beyond the Grizzlies' perspective. From a Grizzlies' perspective, I just don't. I, in this particular moment, I don't see anything aggressive or, or big happening unless we get closer to the deadline and there's some, then we start to have the Dylan Brooks conversation. My thing with the Grizzlies right now is looking at the Danny Green expiring and saying, okay, do we think Danny Green is going to play basketball for us this spring? To me, that question has to be asked. Do we think he's going to be a positive contributor on the court? We like him off the court. I think they really like him. But is he going to help us on the court in the spring and in the playoffs? They need to be able to answer that question yet one way or the other before the trade deadline happens. And to me, if the answer is no, you've got to try to use it. Even if you use it with a second-round pick to get some, like, veteran shooter who's going to be your 12th man but maybe, like, plays for you every once in a while. Like, even that's better than a guy who's not playing at all. And so, to me, that's the question. To me, he may be great in the locker room, but if he plays the entire – if he's on your roster the entire season and never plays like Jared Culver, to me, that's not what I want want to happen. Is that question fundamentally a – Health question, a skills question, a and by the way, that you do want like if you're I not. I think it's a health question. It's a health question. Okay, and if it's not Danny Green playing the role of Danny Green, that is in fact the role that you would want filled at the deadline, isn't it? Someone who is yeah. looks like Danny Green used to look like. 
Like I, I did a bonus pod with Keith, Keith Parrish, Parrish, which if it's not up, will be up maybe today. Uh-huh. And this is actually one of the things we, we talked about. And like the name I threw out there, and I, I'm not saying I do this today. I think, you know, wait and see on some of this stuff. But to me, like speaking of Detroit, they got a guy named Alec Burks, who's a right. 31-year-old wing player on an expiring contract. But he shoot, he's like a career 38% three-point shooter. He's averaging 14 points a game for that bad team. Like, to me, that's a guy they would flip for whatever they can get for future value. And he'd be perfect to be, like, your ninth, 10th, 11th guy. Like, breaking break case of emergency, come off the bench and knock down some threes. Like, a guy you'd want to have on your roster. And so, like, it'd be that kind of thing, right? Which is not sexy, but it's useful to you if you're trying to be a, a contending team. Uh, I was reading... Uh... Uh, um, the, the the ten things by uh, Zach Lowe today, and he he was he was right. He wrote about the Hawks and how the Dejounte Murray Trey Young thing hasn't really worked. It, it's become a my turn, your turn, rather than greater than the sum of the parts backcourt. And then there's a separate piece uh, over on ESPN about the Celtics and how they have upgraded offensively, partly by the addition of Malcolm Brogdon. But right now they're, you know, they're averaging 17, more than 16 made threes a game, 40% from three, true shooting percentage of 62.6%. There are two teams that made an effort to try to be better. One has been more successful than the other, it feels like. Um, I don't know, thoughts on both of what they did and, and how they've improved or not in the case of the Hawks. Well, I think Brog, the Brogdon move was a great move, and everyone when it happened, everyone, everyone knew, it. knew it was a great yeah. move. The, the, the only question was going to be, you know, he's had injury stuff, and so if that pops up again, that'll be a bummer. But they didn't. They gave up a late first-round pick, and they gave up some young, right. some players who were not in their rotation. So they took a team that made the NBA Finals, added Malcolm Brogdon right. to it without giving up anything from their rotation, and only like you know some protected first-round picks. So that was just that was a like transparently great move. Everyone knew it was a great move, and he is so good on the ball, off the ball, starter off the bench. Like he was perfect. You know the the, the Atlanta thing was dicier. I mean, they gave up two firsts to, to, to add a point guard to a team whose best player was already a point guard. They both been put up good numbers this year, but the other thing is that team wasn't as close as Boston. And so to me, the one interesting thing about it, and I don't think it will come to this, but like if the Trey young stuff keeps sort of being weird there, like if they wanted to really like shake things up, like they could move Trey young and like, you already have a point guard there, you know, who's played an all-star game and have a different kind of team. So I, that, that's something like, I don't know. I, let's start a Trey young calling the towns, like my problem for your problem rumor. Let's get that going. Um, and then finally, we haven't ever talked about this, I don't think. Do you care about Jaws shoes? Like the coming shoes that I, are. I don't. I do not personally care. I, I acknowledge it is a big deal if he has right. a big signature shoe and a signature shoe campaign. So I don't. I'm not dismissive at all of that as like a meaningful story. I think it's a very meaningful story. Clearly. Do I personally care what kind of shoes he wears? Am I going to go buy the Jaws shoes? No, I don't. I don't care at all about that stuff. It is interesting, though. Like, people are thinking about, like, what will that campaign look like? And will it, you know, where will it be shot in Memphis? And oh, well, I'm more interested in the, the commercials than the shoes. I am too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, Chris, I appreciate it. Thanks very much. All right, thanks. Chris Harrington from The Daily Memphian. You can read his piece on Bob's. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King. 
at the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.